0: All right, we are back with another episode of The Rockcast, and we have another, I guess, former Hoosier with us this week. Jayshun Harris is in the studio here at Assembly Hall. Jayshun, welcome to The Rockcast.
1: Thank you for having me. And does that sound weird, former Hoosier? It does, a little bit does. But I've been around, you know, training. Right. So the that, you know, phase hasn't, you know, ended yet, so.
0: Because we had Wes Martin in here last week, same type of situation, Mm -hmm. getting ready for Pro Day. But now we're talking after Pro Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do do you think that whole process went?
1: Uh, I thought it went pretty well. I've never had three months to just train, you know, for something, so... You know, training that long for basically like an hour worth of opportunity was kind of crazy, but <laughs> I feel like a lot of the guys uh, took advantage of it for sure.
0: Absolutely. And you ran a, a pretty good 40, I, I'd i say, faster than faster than a lot of people. Uh, how how do you feel like you you performed out there?
1: I felt like I had a, a great day overall. Um, I had some standards that I set for myself uh, with bench press and you know, broad jump and vert and of course the 40. So mm-hmm. was very thankful for the outcome and hopefully I got a lot of teams' attention. Yep. Um, and we'll see how everything rolls out. And we, I, I was talking with, with Wes about this, but
0: maybe a little bit different for, for you since since you're kind of a skill position player. I guess what is the process like preparing for a pro day, much different than, than a, I guess, a, a football game?
1: Um, I mean, I, I've trained, you know, similar, you know, going into high school and just, you know, in the off season as well. So the training wasn't too different. Um, I just had to add in, you know, receiver-specific things, um, and Wes, he had to do his position-specific mm-hmm. stuff as well. So it, it wasn't too different, you know, nothing that I have never done. So.
0: All right. And then going back to this past season, um, I mean, you guys came up just a little bit short, and and, and we've we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast about
1: that. But how do you feel like you, you went out as a Hoosier? Um, you know, I feel like I went out on a high note. And with that being said, you know, just overcoming the injuries. Yep, yep. You know, every, of course, I wish everything was you know smooth and you know didn't have to go through that. But I learned a lot about myself, um, and I learned a lot about the people who really care about me mm-hmm. throughout that entire process as well. So, I mean, it's tough to say, but you know, I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: We'll get into the injuries and in just a sec, because that's a big part of your story. But this past season, I guess, when did it hit you that this was it? Like
1: you were you were done with your college football career? I would say. Losing to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Like that last game, you know, we had ball game on the line. And, you know, we tried to make a run like really late. And once we, you know, once I noticed that the time was running slim, it was just like, man, I can't believe it. And it still to this day like really hasn't hit me. I'm not the one to, you know, be very emotional. I was kind of sitting in the locker room just kind of sitting there, you know. Other seniors were crying and I just was sitting there because it felt weird. But, yeah, you know, same experience, you know, leaving high school senior mm-hmm. year. Still was tough for me to just kind of grasp it. I guess I'm, you know, a quick guy to move on. And I don't know, maybe that's a positive or a negative. But
0: <laughs> um, okay, so the the injuries, obviously, three injuries specifically. Can can you kind of take me through each one? I know I know it's probably kind of PTSD at this point, but <laughs> uh, 2015 was your first. I guess it, it was your first torn ACL of of the
1: three. What what was the mindset during that one? Uh, it, it was something I had never been through before, and you know I was at a point physically where I felt like I was at my best, mm-hmm. and it happened. You know, our first player practice during the summer, like very first one-on-one rep, I was going against uh, former Hoosier Chase Dutra and oh, yeah. you know it was non-contact. I just went up for the ball, came down, and you know landed with my knee straight, and I had I didn't know at that point like if you've torn it, you can still get up and walk. So I'm thinking, okay, I may be fine, I may be hyperextended. in. I tried mm-hmm. to run a little bit, you know, I felt that it was kind of weird and you know after that you know getting the results and then having to go through that process it was something completely different
0: mhm and how how tough was it that first time you hadn't really been through it before and just kind of working to get get back on the field very
1: tough the first one was by far the worst cuz they you know little stuff like you know you got to get extension first and you know don't sleep with a pillow under your knee well some of the times you know it hurts so bad cuz i had never been through mm-hmm. pain you know in that magnitude that I kind of was just, you know, not going, you know, or not doing what they was telling me to do, but doing what my body wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in a way that probably could have hurt me a little bit. So that process was, you know, way tougher. And I had to end up getting, you know, my knee cleaned up a little more. So I went back under. Um, and then, of course, for the next, I learned what, yeah. what not to do. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. So the second time then, 2016, um, how, how soon after you got back did you re-injure it?
1: I was back for a little bit. Um, The second one happened, our very first live scrimmage um, in fall camp, so I had practiced maybe six or seven practices and was feeling completely normal, knee brace came off. Like, at that point I thought, okay, I'm back. And, you know, was running down the sideline, made a plant like right before stepping out of bounds and I look at it, I've watched it so many times, like I could've either just stepped out of bounds or you know did what I did and of course I had no control over right. the outcome but mm-hmm. yeah it, I knew right off the bat that it was a you know ACL and I was just like here we go again but um I'm just thankful that you know I had everybody to help me out through that process as well absolutely and,
0: so your first two both happened in practice, right? Mm-hmm. So you had not played in a game up until that point, correct? Or no, had I, you played before? I played all freshman year. Okay, healthy. okay. I'm just getting my years mixed up. Then. <laughs> so, okay. uh, so then 2017, mm-hmm. it happens again, and it you're happens, just like, yeah. what, what, what's going through your head? You're just like, I got to be the most
1: unlucky guy in the world, right? Um, I feel like when you know things continue to happen to people, it's it's a it's almost like a victim, like, mentality in a way. Like, you don't necessarily feel sorry for yourself, but you're just like, okay, like, what else can happen? Like, what else can go wrong? And so, of course, I had that, you know, mentality in the beginning, and that one happened actually eight games into right, the, right. the season. So I had, a, you know, experienced, you know, some success, thankfully, that season. And when it happened, I was just like, you know why for a little bit and then I noticed that wasn't getting me getting me anywhere and you know thankful one of the you know strength staff that or medical staff that I you know hold to high regards and still love to this day Colin Francis who was you know mainly responsible for my rehabs he was just telling me like dude the first one is the toughest Mm -hmm. like you've been through it you got through that one you got through the second one you can get through this one and so just constantly hearing that getting that confirmation from just different people family members friends girlfriend like it, it all helped you know over time and you know helped me shift that mentality from why me to you know why not me
0: so was was he one of those guys that was kind of most instrumental in you getting back each of these times or was there somebody else out there
1: he was definitely he definitely played a, a key role and you know my parents played a key role um, and, and again teammates and friends also mm-hmm. played a key role so thankful that I had that strong foundation you know that I was able to fall back on because if I didn't, I don't know if that process would have went that smooth.
0: Mm-hmm. What kept you coming back? Because once you tear two, you're like,
1: oh, man, like maybe this is it. But you came back after three. Why? You know, that's a great question. I would say, you know, love for the game for sure. This game has given me you know, so many opportunities. One, you know, being able to come to this university and play and represent and, you know, Go to the classes that you know are you know big time. I got my degree from SPIA. Mm-hmm. so you know that those opportunities, meeting the people I've met, and you know I've I've got until a point where once I you know scored a couple touchdowns, that feeling of just hearing the crowd, it was kind of one that I just wanted to never end. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can say that was you know that played a
0: big role. How. I guess mentally tough is it on on you like how much does it take a toll
1: on you to just to keep fighting and getting back onto the field? I would say it took a lot, and you know maybe the people around me noticed it more than me, hopefully I didn't you know give off terrible <laughs> vibes or you know made them the the bearer of my pain, but it was it was a lot, and physically course, it hurt as well, but as, you know, the first one hurt the most and the second one was a little smoother because I knew what and what not mm-hmm. to do. Then the third one didn't hurt that much. Um, and so the physical was, you know, there too, but the mental was there as well. So I just seek, you know, any information. I literally kept asking guys who've only had two ACLs, and I've had two ACLs. I kept asking them what it felt like. Like, is this what it's supposed to feel like? And I know Colin, you know, the trainer and all the other strength staff, I know got tired of me asking the same questions because they was <laughs> like, well, you don't who have been through it. You should know, but I don't know. Oh. All right, so, but then in this past
0: season, you you come back. I think it was the Ball State game. Mm-hmm. You you return a punt for a touchdown. I guess what was that? I mean, that, that had to be the best feeling ever. It was. It was,
1: and what's crazy is we were going for a block on that punt return. So, you know, normally – so 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 nobody was set up for yeah. For the return. Normally there's okay. no you know no return for that, and I know that right. I'm not gonna have any blockers, but I don't know. It's just instinct, and you know the opportunity was there, and then it all kind of just fell into play, and I had that whole convoy just going down the sideline. Mm-hmm. So of course I couldn't have done it by myself. One of the you know key players of that one, or key players in that play, was Jamar Johnson, uh, freshman number sixteen. Uh, he blocked one dude for me, kind of slowed him down, and then came and just took a dude off his feet. And I used both of those to kind of, like, get me out on an open field. So it was just one of those things you couldn't have drawn it up. So this
0: this past season, I guess through through your entire career, you've you played receiver, but also punt return has been a big part of kind of who you are as a Hoosier. I guess when did that come to be, and, and have you been returning punts for a while?
1: I have. I returned punts all high school, and, again, hearing my high school coach, you know, just speak that confidence into me, like, dude, you're one of the, you know, the best prime returns I've seen. Like, all that stuff, I was just taking it in, not in an arrogant way, but in a humbling way, like, okay, you know, these people are seeing something, so I might as well believe in myself as well. The crazy thing is, my freshman year, my very first prime return, I muffed against <laughs> Indiana State, and they recovered it, and I was just like, oh, I had never done that, so I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm still good at this, but, you know, Coach Shelby was our you know, coach at the time, so he kept me in there, which helped me. You know, he was just telling me, you know, you gotta let it go, and you know, after that, I just uh, went out there with more confidence each time.
0: When, when you, I guess, are are looking to return a punt, what's kind of the one of the one or two things that that you're looking at and saying, okay, like this one actually might have a chance to go to the house.
1: Uh, it's it's tough. You know, I don't think you really know until you're almost about to walk in the end zone because anyone can run you down. But the first things I look for. You know, is where the balls kick. For some reason, I can kind of judge it. You know how it is, how high it is, and I look at where the balls kick, kind of go in that direction, and then I check the gunners, and they're usually the first ones down. I'm not too worried about the, the long snapper. They're usually, <laughs> the slower guys down, except for Dan so he's actually really good. So shout out Dan. <laughs> the um the gunners, yeah, I peak those guys first, and whichever one I feel is coming down faster. I kind of judge it, look back up at the ball, look at them, and then I feel like they're there. Right before the ball get there, I would just be safe, you know, in that possession with the ball or, you know, be a little more aggressive. And at first, my coaches was telling me, like, you need to be a little more aggressive. So that Virginia game um, in t- the 2017 season, I made a bonehead mistake, you know, caught the ball on a two, didn't know where I was at. And, you know, they were going to pull me. And again, Coach Allen just he said put them back out there, and then we, and the rest is history from this, so. Wow.
0: So I guess those those moments, how much have they kind of helped you progress to kind of where you are as a punt returner now?
1: They've helped a lot. You know, it wasn't all success, and you know they say the greatest you know educators you know experiences, and I failed you know a couple of times, so I learned from those what and what not to do, and you know that's a very very important part of the game on you know, special teams for sure. And just in in the possession with the ball is the biggest thing. When I go out there, just catch the ball. I have to tell myself, you know, go through the bases every single time I'm out there. Despite you know thousands and if not millions on TV watching, I just have to block all of that stuff out, catch the ball, and then go on about my business. Because
0: <laughs> because you have played in some some big stadiums. I mean, Ohio Stadium, Michigan Stadium, Penn State. I guess what's it like playing
1: in front of a hundred thousand people? I love it. You no, know, because I look at it like. You know, a lot of people said I wasn't supposed to be here. Spe- just looking at, you know, the physical side mm-hmm. of it, you know, short, um, And then, you know, as the years went on, he's short, you know, doesn't weigh a lot. And now he has all these injuries. Like, there's something about this dude. So I just use that, you know, to my advantage. Like, if I'm out here on this field, they're probably more nervous of me than I am of them. So
0: Right. So you're an in-state guy. Mm-hmm coming to or coming into the college process I guess was it always IU was did was there kind of a, a target saying that's where I want to end up
1: well so I'm from Panama City Florida okay and I moved up to Fisher's Indiana um, seventh grade so it was always Florida State gotcha at okay first. um and then when I got up you know to Indiana um, going through high school I was originally committed to ball state they were my only offer at the time I had been to some you know college camps but no one you know, ever offered me. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up coming to two camps here because I seen the way, you know, Coach Wilson was, you know, making that offense just unreal. You know, they had guys like Shane, Kofi, Zeke Roundtree, Nick, Stoner, just a bunch of different guys. And specifically, you know, one of my big brothers, Shane, I was looking at him as we're the same height, you know, similar skill set, similar speed. And the way way they were using him, I wanted to be a part of that. And there was a guy um, at Ball State as well, um, similar, but it was just something about, you know, the big school. I wanted to, you know, experience the the big life. The if Big Ten. It, <laughs> the Big Ten, right. <laughs> so I wanted to experience that. So, you know, I came to a camp, uh, two camps here, and then, you know, I eventually ended up getting the offer and talked with my parents, prayed about it, and then, you know, it was the best decision I've ever made.
0: Absolutely. And I guess so you, you made your name, I guess, a little bit as a punt returner, but also as a receiver, I guess. How how nice is it to kind of have that, that versatility saying I can be a punt returner and I can also help you out in the offensive game?
1: I feel like it's really nice, especially at the next level. Um, you know, they can easily put uh, the starting running back back at punt return. So mm-hmm. like, you have to be able to do, you know, multiple things instead of just one because they're not going to pay, you know, you to be one unless you're a punt returner like Devin Hester or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can take one out of every three back. So, you know, being able to show that versatility, like you said, is very important. And, you know, hopefully – you know, the teams can see that, you know, that I am able to play receiver as well as support return and kick return.
0: Is there somebody that you've kind of looked up to or sought advice out from?
1: Oh, for sure. I, I've, I have a bunch of, you know, mentors, whether it's, you know, football related or life related. Um, but football related, like, again, Shane. Mm-hmm. when um, you know, my freshman year, you know, he, he took me under his wing and was, you know, just telling me everything that how it was going to go, you know, his experiences. And to this day, we almost talk every other day, literally play Call of Duty basically every day. (laughs) And so, you know, the people I've met, you know, being really close friends with him, like guys like Ted Ginn, who's also a prolific, you know, returner and also receiver who's still in the league to this day. So just meeting guys like that and seeing them and how they've, you know, made an awesome career out of this sport. You know, it makes me want that even more, being able to see it first and then now now I want to go achieve it.
0: Do you have a favorite punt returner? Ooh. I mean, there's a lot out there. Especially who are also receivers.
1: I would say overall, like a, re- a return guy who also can play receiver. I watch Tavon Austin okay. highlights before every game from high school, every single game. Um, I mean he is he's electric. Very electric. And so I see I see what he does and I wanna, you know, mimic the same exact thing, whether it happens or not in that game. I just tell myself that, and you know, if it happens, then I'm not surprised. Right.
0: So, just looking back on your time here in Bloomington, is there a memory that that sticks
1: out maybe higher among all the rest? I would say that that punt return against Ball State. Against Ball State, I would definitely say that because a lot of people, for sure, wrote me off. Whether you know they told me to my face or not, <laughs> uh, whether it's people I saw every day or not, you know, I feel like a lot of people didn't expect that or since they you know may have they may not have seen it you know didn't believe and it just proved to me that anything I believe in I can really achieve
0: mm-hmm. for sure so away from football I know football has been a big part of your life but away from football what what do you like to do what what can we see
1: Jason Harris doing <laughs> you won't see me out that much I like <laughs> to save money <laughs> if I can uh, but I play you know video games like, all right you know Fortnite Um, Call of Duty, Apex Legends. I play a lot of, you know, first-person shooter games. I do read as well. Um, I'm reading a book right now that Coach Allen gave me. It's called Grit. Um, I'm three chapters into that, and it's ironic because it almost, you know, matches my story perfect. There's a study that this um, professor is doing on why people, you know, decide to persevere and why people give up, and so that's how, you know, basically how far I am. Three chapters, and there's, I think, 10 or 12 chapters, so. Reading it at a, a slow pace, but All right. getting the information
0: out. You got a lot going on right now, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, preparing for, for pro day and then seeing whatever's happening next. Um, okay, so as we usually do on these podcasts, we end them with rapid fire questions. Uh-oh. So, just first thing that comes to mind, Okay. <laughs> let me know. Uh, first off, what is one item you couldn't live without? My PlayStation. PlayStation. Okay, and I'm glad to hear you're a PlayStation guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is the last thing you liked on social media?
1: Uh, there's a motivational speaker and also my brother. Um, Instagram is J Home Solution. Uh that was the last video I liked literally this morning. All right. Shout out. <laughs> uh what have you done that you are most proud
0: of? Graduated. 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 Did you graduate in December or was it? I graduated
1: last, May, so 2018 May. Yeah, yeah, 2018 May. So yeah, I say, you know, getting that speed degree for sure. And
0: graduate. Oh, were were you in the stadium or did it rain that day? No, it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. Okay, Okay. I don't, I don't remember. Okay, (laughs) okay, because I think I was, I was out of town, but it was raining nearby. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what is the one thing you've always wanted to do but haven't?
1: Leave the country. I would love Lead to travel. The country. I where, would love to travel. Where do you
0: want to go? Any, uh, like, are you like, do you want to go to Asia or do you want to go to Europe? Because that's that's usually kind of the 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 two places, or maybe even Australia.
1: Uh, Australia would be pretty cool for sure. Um, we we've had Hayden Whitehead on this podcast. Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all the places that I see on Instagram that it looks like it's just amazing, like the Maldives, or okay. you know, all those different places that I can't technically afford at this moment. I would love to go there just one day. in a different vibe.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Have Have you been somewhere in in the United States that
1: that you like to travel to though? The I mean, most traveling I have done was through football. Okay. So before football, that was my first time on a plane, so I really didn't go too many places. So it's Panama mm-hmm. City. Kind of got tired of the beach, right? People who live you know near the water don't go every day, right? You know, people who don't would be like, oh yeah, I will go every day. Mm, not necessarily. So <laughs> the water aspect was cool, but I would love to go. You know. Somewhere like Colorado, I've never been. Ooh, to see okay. the mountains, like just different sceneries that look pretty cool. So. I got you. I got you.
0: There's a lot to see in this country as well. Uh, and then lastly, I guess, just what are you most looking forward to
1: going into this this next chapter? Being able to, you know, prove myself right, not necessarily proving others wrong, and being a light to anyone who's been through, or may go through, you know, the injury process, whether it's ACL. Or not just anything that you know would put a hiccup in their journey, their athletic journey. And so, if I can, you know, encourage anyone, that would be, you know, awesome for me.
0: I have I have one more question, even though I said it was last question. <laughs> That's all good. Um, I guess just when your football career is over, whether it be soon or ten years, fifteen years down the road, I guess what what do you want to
1: do? You know, I've thought about this question a lot, and of course, everyone who gets to this you know whether you've been you know trying to get a job before you graduated or you know afterwards to say I want to do one thing I think I'll have a better better chance telling you what I would not want to do okay all right so um, I'm not 100% sure I just know I want to you know do something that's fun and I love helping people so mm-hmm. one of my coaches uh, coach her you know keeps asking me the question you know what do you think about coaching and You know, I always tell him I'm not sure, but he was just saying, like, I believe in, you know, the characteristics that you have and the qualities that you, you know, possess in your your personal, you know, morals. I believe that this would be something that you would love because you get to impact so many different lives. So, you know, I'm thinking about it. Um, But, of course, you get in that phase where you want to chase the money because, you know, you never had it. But, you know, I, I also listen to a lot of, you know, people. And that's one thing I pride myself on is actually listening more than speaking. So... I'm taking, you know, the leap of faith of. It's not always about the money, which I do truly believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tough when you don't have much. Though. No, that's, no, that's that's very fair.
0: But thank, Jason. Thank you very much for for coming in. We we wish you luck in your endeavors moving forward. So I
1: appreciate you for having
0: me. All right. Thank you.